Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Renegade Marquee. This is the rebranding of the Renegade Home Theater. Uh, this is our movie podcast where we talk about all things movies, and we just talk about like basically whatever films we love and whatever's new and cool and interesting. So uh, with me tonight is Jacob. What is up, everybody? <laughs> so it's just the two-man crew tonight. Uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about Without Remorse, the latest uh, Tom Clancy adaptation. This one is starring Michael B. Jordan as John Kelly. I have kind of mixed feelings on this movie. Uh, Jacob, what did you think about it? First of all, let's, was... let's give it a little synopsis first, and then we'll talk about what we thought. Okay. An elite Navy SEAL, Michael B. Jordan, uncovers an international conspiracy while seeking justice for the murder of his pregnant wife. It's the origin story of action hero John Clark. So he's the one of the most think... popular characters and author Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan universe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Maybe second most popular, I would say, behind Jack Ryan himself. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Like as uh, um, the character of uh, John, who would later to be known as John Clark, mm -hmm. was um, featured in Clear and Present Danger, played by Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. And, and uh, The Sum of All Fears, played by Leah Shriver. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, um, it's actually got a pretty good cast here. We got Michael B. Jordan in the lead role. We have Jamie Bell playing Robert Ritter, who's a CIA agent. Uh, Guy Pierce is Secretary Clay. He's a government official. We have Jody Turner-Smith as Karen Greer, who is, I think, uh, actually, she's actually John Kelly's commanding officer in the field. Yeah, she's like an very, admiral. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. Uh, Lauren London as Pam Kelly, who is John Kelly's wife, pregnant yeah. wife. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a decent cast. Everybody did their job really well. Um, interestingly, co-written by Taylor Sheridan, who's a writer that I'm actually quite familiar with. I like his work. Uh, he did Sicario. He wrote Sicario 1 and 2. Really? And yep. And he also uh, wrote Wind River with, uh, with uh, Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye. I'm mm. blanking on their names right now. Oh. But um, I'm 40 years old, so, you know, blanking <laughs> on names all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Taylor Sheridan, uh, Hell or High Water also, that was his. Um, so, yeah, he's a really good writer. Uh, this one I would rank on the lower tier of his work because his other work is just so good. Um, the co-writer for this was Will Staples, who is a primarily video game writer. Uh, that, wrote, that makes sense. He wrote Lair which was not a well-received title for the PS3 when it, when it first uh, came out. Um, he also wrote Need for Speed Rivals, which... And he also wrote Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, which is, in my opinion, the worst of the Modern Warfare games. Wow, what a stellar track record he has there. He's written other things as well, but, um, but, but yeah, primarily video game writer... Um, Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry, Jacob. I kind of derailed it, but like, what did you think of the movie overall? Let's go. Uh, it was into our opinions here. It was okay. It just, it was just so. It was very black to me. It, it, like, it was a Tom Clancy. Like, it kind of felt like it, but in a way, it also didn't. Like, it felt. If that makes any sense at all. It does. Um, I, I think that for me, I was at first, I was like, okay, I kind of like what they're doing here. I don't mind the slower pace at the beginning. I think that, you know, it's, it's an interesting sort of, you know, it's, 
it's your kind of typical revenge setup. But it's also interesting enough to the point where I was like, okay, I think we can give this a shot and see, you know, what we think about it. Um, by the end of the movie, I was not impressed. Uh, it was just so like, I don't even know. It was so dour for me. Like that was the thing. Uh, I, I just thought it was just so like, not interesting, you know, like for a mystery thriller and a Tom Clancy techno thriller, you would think there'd be more technology in there or something. There was Hmm. zero. It was just straight ahead. Like, you know, uh, everybody's just got their, their like angry face on and it just, well, one know. thing that kind of ruined it for me was that the conflict, like when they revealed um, the specifics of why uh, Kelly's wife was killed, it just mm-hmm. it just wasn't nearly as intelligent as I think a Tom Clancy adaptation really should be, especially oh. like when you compare it to Clear and Present Danger and uh, you know Hunt for October, especially. This movie thinks its audience is stupid. Yeah, because like, they they put it in blindingly flashing lights that you know who the bad guy is. Yeah. By like the, the even at the end of like the first act, you can already tell. As soon as he appears on screen, you can tell already who this is, who this guy is. Yeah. I won't say who, but um the interesting thing is, do you remember the Fant Four Stick movie? Yeah, why? Because Michael B. Jordan was Human Torch in that. He was Johnny Storm. Uh-huh. And Jamie Bell. Oh, was crap. The thing. I should have known that. This was a Fat Four Stick reunion, a stealth Fat Four Stick reunion. My God. I never thought I'd see the day. But anyway, well, you know what, though? I, I have to say, like, Michael B. Jordan has really impressed me. Um, oh, yeah. Even in that movie. Like, he was good in that movie, too. Even though that movie was a giant pile of crap. But, like, he is such a great actor like he has such great screen presence and Absolutely. he has such charm and i was a little bit uh taken aback that he wasn't able to really utilize that in this film mm-hmm. um to me anyway i thought that like he should have <sighs> how do i put this like i know he's supposed to be going through like an emotional ringer here and i know that everything is like really you know crappy and stuff like that like this is not a, a happy action thriller you know what i mean well like I, I... What would happy action thriller even look like? Commando. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lethal Weapon, maybe? No, even that had a dark side. Mm. I don't know. I would say Commando. It's one of my favorite movies, so I'm going to talk about that later. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's like, he's a really good actor, like a really solid actor. I, I thought for, for me um, personally, I thought like there were some moments in here that were a little bit too far-fetched, maybe? but it's okay that was minor um compared to like the just how contrived everything was it was just so like you know if you've seen a tom clancy thriller you can see the twist the so-called twist coming a mile away you can see like who the real bad guy is a mile away just by virtue of the fact of who's acting in the role and just by (laughs) virtue of the fact that it's a tom clancy thriller and we all know how that there's conspiracy involved you'll know how the government is in tom clancy movies right so yeah i mean but um i will say though that of course you know the performances across the board are good you know they did the best that they could with the material that they had i think uh jamie bell has really impressed me lately like i i was not a huge fan of his before but in this movie i really like him i think he was really good 
Um, Hides his accent well. Really, really well. Yeah, did a good job. And of course, Guy Pierce. You know, I, everybody loves Guy Pierce. Mm. But uh, yeah, it for me it was just like, oh my god, I I was so like, okay. So by the end of this movie, I'm like, yeah, all right. So he he goes off and does his thing. And um, when they did that mid credit stinger, that mid credit scene, I was like, oh my god, they're franchising this. Yeah, not not a good plan. <sighs> you know, it, it depends on how well this does on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're franchising it. Yeah, it's like let's hope they find some way they do go forward with this. They actually have some way to distinguish it from the prior previous Jack Ryan movies. It's the Clancy Cinematic Universe. No, not is is this supposed to be um a spin-off of Shadow Circuit? Or is this is that, that's what it's called, right? Shadow Circuit? Um uh, mm, Yeah, Shadow Recruit, sorry, Shadow Recruit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe this is a spinoff of the John Krasinski Amazon show. I don't think it's meant to be, but I think it's like, well, basically, okay, um, you know, if if anybody cares, <laughs> here's here's your official spoiler warning, okay? Spoilers. Uh, it's coming. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, here comes the spoilers. So, basically, this is a Rainbow Six prequel. This is like a rainbow. Like the team is known as Rainbow. They're a multinational anti-terrorism unit, and John Clark is the head of it. And you know, because John Kelly basically fakes his death, becomes John Clark. And one year later, goes back to Jamie Bell's character, goes back to Ritter, and says, "says Congratulations on becoming the director of the CIA." And he's like, "Sure." And then he says, "Okay, so I'm going to head up a multinational anti-terrorism unit, and we're going to call ourselves Rainbow." So it's basically like if you guys are familiar with that, you know, um, as in the other movies and also in video games, Rainbow Six. And the funny thing is, um, I watched an interview on Fallon, on Jimmy Fallon that uh, Michael B. Jordan gave, and he actually mentioned Rainbow Six, the game. And he said, as oh. a huge gamer, he said, yeah, we we definitely, we wanted to pay homage to to Rainbow Six. And of course it is, you know, it's part of the film. So I don't know how I feel about that really, but you know, I guess, okay. But to me, it just felt like, you know, it felt like to me, like as, as somebody who has watched like Patriot games and as somebody who's watched clear and present danger and, you know, and saw the, the first season of the Jack Ryan show, I mean, it just, and, and also shadow games. Yeah. That, 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 uh, that movie that we prefer not to, not to talk about, um, <laughs> shadow recruit, shadow recruit, uh, that, it just seems like I don't really know at this point. I I just I don't know if I care. Do you, do you care? No. Is this going to be any different? Like, if they do franchises, is it going to be any different from the? You know, is it going to be any better than this movie? And is it going to be any different from the Jack Ryan series? Because they're well, both. Well, the they're going to have to need some serious reworking. Uh, if if they help, if there's any hope for this franchise turn out good, honestly. I like the fact that Michael B. Jordan was the lead, and I like the fact that Jodie Turner-Smith was kind of the the co-lead in terms of the action sequences and stuff yep. like that. Like, I liked her, that that scene where she goes and takes out the sniper. Yeah. I thought that was well done. Um, 
and I and I was like, holy crap, you know, she's gonna get like there's certain parts of the action in this movie where where I was like, okay, this is actually pretty well done. Um, but there wasn't enough of it. Yeah, like like the part where they're um in Russia, you know, like and he's yeah. trying to clear a path for them, you know, like when yes. they're being shot out. Yes. By, by, I think the Russian police, maybe, was it? Yep. Okay. Yep. And yeah, that that was done. And he just um he just lands, he just rolls onto the window and he just falls through and yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he actually he comes out dressed in the um body gear of a police officer. And, yeah, yeah, because he actually took out the guy in the stairwell. Yeah. Yeah, they did have the stairway fight sequence, which now everybody has to have ever since like Atomic Blonde and since the Daredevil hallway fight. Uh, yeah. The Punisher prison fight in Daredevil season two. Uh, I so, just, I, should I feel, we? Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I, I feel like TV is handling things a lot better than movies nowadays. I don't know why. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it's because they give these characters room to breathe, probably. And I think that, like, you know, I think it's it's got to be tough for, like, a streamer for, like, Netflix or Amazon or Hulu to make, like, an action movie for some reason. I don't know. Does Do you get that sense? Like, for some um, reason, it just seems, like, tough. Like, maybe it's budgetary. Maybe. Or maybe it's just, like, an action scene isn't going to look as cool. Um yeah, it like could on be that. TV, like that that budget at least, because like like one look as a present on TV as it was in a cinema, maybe. There was one scene that looked a little wonky to me, which is that scene, which is otherwise a really good scene where he he kind of like opens the car door, the car that's on fire, and he kind yeah, of gets in the car. Nice. But there's this one moment where he's like supposed to be like he's supposed to like hit the guy from behind or like like push his face into like the glass or some of the window or something. And that for some reason to me, it's just the camera angle or it just didn't look good. That mm-hmm. that that move that he did. Like it it looked completely fake to me. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I expected too much. I saw this trailer and I thought the trailer made it look really like interesting and badass and like super like you know like he was going to just climb up that ladder like he was going to take guys out and just climb up the ladder till we got to like the main whoever the main villain was and um and then you watch this movie and it's like not really that's not really what happens he just kind of he gets pointed in the direction of this one guy who points him in the direction of this other guy and then that's about it and then they have to take out some snipers and they're done Shall we um talk about the um the kind of intrigue, you know, the kind of um conspiracy that goes on, like how the character who's pulling the strings and all this did, and why did he's you, doing so? Yeah, what did you think of it? Did you feel like it was convoluted or did you feel like it was well explained? It was just lame. <laughs> it was just it was just so underdeveloped too. Like Yeah. Like it, 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 so it turns out that um there were these other um, seals who were being gunned down by supposedly, quote unquote, these uh, Russians, um, and and so these Russian F- FSBs um, uh, operatives, and you know, and John Wick just ha- sorry, um, sorry, uh, John Kelly, he just happens to be one of these. Um, so they hunt, so they kill his pregnant wife. Um, which kind of leads to this really awkward scene where um, John, he's, he's in ICU, 
Okay, he's in IC, and he's he's in a coma, and he's imagining his wife. You know, they're in the dream. They're making out in this forest, and then she just gets dragged away from him, screaming. Like I, that was really just heavy handed. I think they were think? trying to be like you know, like it was like a drag me to hell moment, like it was like a horror movie sort of. Weird. Yeah. Um, it didn't work that well though. Yeah. So yeah, it turns out that the um that one of the men that was on his house who made it out uh, because he managed to kill them but most of them was victor reikoff um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like he was set up as this uh as yeah, like all of them they were supposed to be like this russian these russian SS, fsb guys mm-hmm. it turned out that you know when they go over to russia john uh john kelly and this team like this covert team um, he finds out. He finds that he was actually set up uh, by the CIA, and that he was just playing a part. That they, he was recruited by them. Um, that he was scene. A deep cover, yeah, he was. It was a deep cover CIA asset. That that scene where he finds Rykov, and Rykov already knows that he's coming, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be this really menacing scene where Rykov is like. Is like I already knew it was you, you know. But he says it so like regular, mm. like like normal voice, like no no weird nothing. It was just like you know he doesn't even put that much effort into it. He's just like he's just like yeah, John, I knew it was you. Shouldn't like, you know, be suspicious though when Rykov claims to be actually be CIA? Yeah, like he's so, not like, like like he's he's just about to kill this guy. Um, when we believe killed his wife and unborn child, and instead it's like, whoa, whoa, you don't have to do this, okay? Come on, yeah, cool, like, yeah, I just can't. That was just too rushed for me. It was strange, very strange. It was yeah. a weirdly put together film, like it yeah. was weirdly like structured. And then and then he approaches um, Secretary of Defense Thomas Clay, played by Guy Pierce. Okay, <laughs> they're in the car, and a guy. Uh, Guy Pierce, he talks about how they he wanted to start a war with Russia in the USA is because, like he said, you know, in World War because... II, that was what gave him and the Russians mean USA and the Russians meaning or something. Because it will provide about, economic security. Yeah, he talks about, you know, we have to make them feel threatened that their rights and freedoms were um, threatened. All the things that you take for granted. And it just feels like it just feels like he's pulling all this out of his ass. It really does. It really does. Like, it, yeah. It's just it so underdeveloped. Like, when does all this talk even come from? Well, because usually in Tom Clancy movies, there's like there's more than just one government official who's who's evil. You know, right. it like goes all the way up to the president. You like in Clear Prison Danger, it went all the way up to the president. Yeah. Like everybody was corrupt. And they all sent him on a wild goose chase, chase, which is essentially what they do with him, with uh, with John Kelly. Slash One thing Clark, that didn't Clark. really do this though was um, Patriot Games. I think it kind of suffered from that. Like it didn't. It wasn't really about corruption per se. No, not really. Not really. I'm thinking it was just, it was very the stakes were very personal in that movie. Yeah, that one was more like yeah, kind yeah. of a straightforward protective dad movie. Evil Sean Bean. But yeah, this movie it it just didn't have the intelligence that a Tom Clancy movie needs, and this is coming from someone who's only seen like the first three uh, Jack Ryan movies. 
I love Taylor Sheridan as a writer. I really do. But like I said, this is, I, I don't, I don't really blame him for this. I blame like a guy who actually wrote three video games and they were all not so good. Why was the, do you know why when John Kelly, when he was in prison, like why, why all those guards ganged up on him? And like, I don't he, know. Like, like, and, he, and then it's like he, for some reason, like he's splashing water on his face, like from the he's, sink. He's and... trying to make himself less like, like they can't grip onto him. That's what it was. Okay. That, that's like, okay. Um, he's just so badass though, that, that he just, you know, he just totally took out all these dudes with riot fucking shields and like with like body armor. He's just so badass that he can just take them all out with like punches to the gut. Um, <laughs> what about earlier when like he acts like he's drunk? Um, so he can um, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He he tries to get information because I thought he was, yeah, um, I thought he was gonna infiltrate the place like the embassy. Yeah, because Jody Tar Smith, he gives she gives she gives him this photo of this guy who knows the Russian. Who was the guy that it was in the photo? What was it? Uh, he was the. Oh God! What was he? He was like the, the attaché or something. Um, this movie was just so unmemorable. That was it's like so impressive. I can't even remember. Who I can't was. remember him honestly. Like, like it's like that was kind of cool. That was. It was I, sort of like it seemed like, like a setup for something. But like it just I thought he was kind of cheap. Where you know you you show him before like he's going through this grieving phase. Yeah, and then later we just see that it was just kind of, then it just becomes a part, you know, of his plot, you know, because you you think that he's drinking to drown his sorrows, and then later, oh, it turns out it just kind of took away the impact that scene could have had. Yeah, yeah, because he got the idea of okay, let me splash all the alcohol on me so that I can like you know just go and and mess around with these guards or something. Like I thought he was gonna like punch him out and like go and try and infiltrate the the embassy or something. Albeit it does lead to that cool moment of like the car on fire and him getting in it and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean that that well, was neat, but it was just weird the way that we got there. Yeah, how about the plane scene? I liked the plane scene. I thought that was cool. I thought that was pretty well done. I, I like it when it was just kind of um skipping on the water that I haven't yeah. really seen that in a movie. Yeah. And later we see like the it's split in half and the second yep. half it sinks down um to the ocean and and he goes and tries to get the gear and all that. Yeah. And uh, he's using those rubber A little wraps. too long. Little, little too long, that sequence. Yeah. And then later, like, when they're gathering that shed, you know, and he talks about how, you know, those uh, Ritter, he might, he must have set us up. He must have made that plane explode somehow. Or mm-hmm. uh, like that, that doesn't really go nowhere. That sense of mistrust. You know, just... Yeah. They're just, like, all cool with each other all of a sudden. Right. Uh, um, <laughs> I was not a huge fan of this movie. I wish I could say I was. About how I was really looking about, forward to it. Yeah, it's that sucks. You you were talking about how you don't get to talk about action movies on this podcast that often. I know. It and should, uh, let's hope there's a really good one around the corner. I really hope there is. I don't know, because Hollywood, I feel like Hollywood just doesn't make, like, hardcore action movies anymore, frankly. They just, they don't have the guts for it anymore. And um, I think that, like, it's, it's kind of gone out of style, too. But, 
you know, it's become it's it's morphed into comic book movies. Basically, comic book movies are now the action movies that we have. Yeah, they're, they're like the modern day westerns, basically. But or... they're but they're also very PG thirteen and very sanitized and very like you know. Is this rated R though? I don't know if it was honestly. I, I don't remember too many f bombs in this one. It it was rated R for violence mainly. Uh, but eh, not very good. Not very good. They they had know, my dude stuff. Coleman Domingo in there in like a cameo role, and uh, and he doesn't do anything apart from be like the family friend, and then all of a sudden he's a minister at the end who's like officiating the funeral for for John Kelly. Uh -huh. By the way, how many more protagonists are we gonna have in action movies that are named John? Bizarrely, I have not noticed that. Because I am tired of it. In Commando, it was John Matrix, which is best name ever. No, I'm kidding. But like, who who has the, the of of what of the of of the Boulder, Colorado matrices? Is that like his family name? Matrix? I don't know. Anyway. I did, uh, back to the espionage uh, back to the um yeah like the con the international conflicts thing there mm. there were hints of that when they're in aleppo um yeah and it turned like they were told like this one soldier he was being held hostage um you know by these uh syrians and it turned out that they were russians and you know there's some there was some material there to dive deeper into you the could have done something with that Russia and Syria, and it just didn't. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, and, and maybe they could actually brought in some of these uh, Syrian rebels. You know, maybe they could help out, and or, or they they can help out and um, mm -hmm. the the mission somehow, the main mission. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, there was there was potential. Like it was clearly like this novel was obviously made um several decades ago, and they've had to make um some updates to it like i don't see why they couldn't add some of that there that was interesting though yeah that they said it in aleppo i thought like oh okay this is this is kind of a yeah you had some relevancy what, yeah. like what was that later um when guy appears he's at this bar and he's watching the news and this lady said that oh conflicts between the the conflict between america and russian is the worst it's been since the cold war and i was like really really like that like this is what's bringing them to its knees like like not the possible you know government like election fraud that happened like it's also the actors who played the news reporters in this awful <laughs> they were so laughably bad well how like what could have how could have news report like, you're not supposed to emote when you're given the news though yeah you're not supposed to editorialize when you're when you're a news a straight up newscaster, if unless you're like a pundit or something, then you can do that. But it's like, of course, you know, don't tell us the Fox News because they do it all the time. But I mean, you're not supposed to editorialize when you give hard news. You're supposed to just talk about the news, unless she's a commentator, in which case. But you know, it, it didn't seem like she was doing a show where she was like doing that. But everybody on these newscasts was horrible. I'm sorry, it was just <laughs> terrible. Like I've never. Worst. That's an interesting um. I've never heard that in a movie before. No, because like it, before, when they used to do these action thrillers and stuff, like they would have they would hire actual newscasters from like CNN to read the news, 
and then the studios were like, no, we don't want to do that because probably, con- you know, contract stuff or negotiations or what have you. But then like the, the newscasters that they get in movies are so bad uh, because they don't know how to read the news like a newscaster would. Right. So, but yeah, I just, I, I, it takes me right out of the movie, you know, just takes me out of it. When I have to listen to somebody read like negotiations and tensions between Russia and America are at their lowest point since the cold war yeah i just like dude just get an acting class yeah god's sake anyway this movie made me grumpy it really did oh that's too bad buddy it didn't make me grumpy it didn't make me grumpy i was just nah that was i don't tend to get grumpy (laughs) unless i see a really bad movie I was like, dude, I, I just I, I wanted to watch Atomic Blonde after this. I mean, seriously. I still gotta check that out. Yeah. Yeah. I wish time. I I went to movies more regularly back then than I kind of do. Well, not now because of the pandemic, but now that I have like this not job job, but you know what? Like and I'm watching movies on a more frequent basis. I wish I was able to do that as as much back then as i am now that i would totally i think i've enjoyed atomic blonde i think like one day what we should do if we want to talk about action movies or like you know movies that have a lot of a lot of cool stuff in them we should talk about the john wick films yeah because uh yeah i mean those are those are worth watching um but yeah i mean kind of now to talk about favorite action thrillers and action flicks and stuff like that first of all if you guys want to watch a tom a tom clancy adaptation just go ahead and watch patriot games and clear and present danger because they're way better and also hunt for red october i mean just i'd argue that might actually be the best of them yeah exactly i mean but those are those are far better films um much more interesting much more developed and better acting uh because they have more material to work off of really i mean the actors were not at fault for this one i think they did the best job that they could um, but you know, it, I've been so disappointed with movies lately. Like I've been, I, even Mortal Kombat was not really like, I wish it was better than it was. I, I really, I did not I, love I, it. I didn't, even, I didn't even play any of the Mortal Kombat games. And, you know, even I was just like, eh. yeah, I don't want to beat the dead horse there, but I mean, like it, it, you know, what they should have done was just kept the story focused on Scorpion or Liu Kang or somebody that was actually cool. Um, because I really want this Cole guy to just get killed off very early in Mortal Kombat 2. Mm. But um, yeah, it's it it just seems like a lot of the movies, like even Godzilla versus Kong, like I didn't love it, like a lot of people did. I just thought it was like okay. I I, I liked it a lot. Personally, I think Kong Skull Island is the best movie out of all of them, out of all mm-hmm. those monster movies, monsterverse movies. Uh, Kong Skull Island and Godzilla versus Kong are my two favorites. I'm really, I really wasn't crazy about the Godzilla ones in that. Yeah, yeah, really not, not, not the best. Um, I found out that I am a huge Godzilla, like, like I'm totally on Godzilla's side because every time King Kong was like winning the fight, I would be like, oh my god, get out of here. No, (laughs) really, I love Kong. I I am, I am much more of a Godzilla. Well, I mean, in the fight, yes, but like, yeah, but. I don't really know how they did like like I guess Kong is the ultimate winner because he yeah. kind of took out Mecha Godzilla. Which jobbing out Godzilla to Mecha Godzilla and then just so that Kong can have the final victory to me was stupid. But anyway. Uh, they never they never get it right. Anywho, um I think yeah, without remorse for me. 
Well, uh, can we just say it's kind of weird how the full title of this movie is Tom Clancy's Without Remorse because it's kind of like it sounds like it's saying Tom Clancy is without remorse. He has no remorse. Well, yes, he. Well, they probably would have remorse if he uh, lived enough to see this movie. Man, yeah, this was no no good to me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch this movie with remorse. I gotta give it a thumbs down. I gotta give thumbs it a thumbs down, down for me too. This is just not like yeah. I feel sorry to anyone if this was your first uh, Tom Clancy Ryan versus. Oh movie. Lord, if this was your first one, oh I, my this God. would turn you off entirely from the franchise. Or if Shadow Recruit was your first one and this was the second one that you saw, then that you just. Mm. And you just you just like screw this like you. <laughs> no, I got to tell you though, when they did the rainbow reveal, I was sitting there going to my chair. I was going like, no. It'd be no. like it'd be like it'd be like if your first Ghibli movie was Earwig and the Witch. Ooh, ow, that is the worst. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, again, I I, I said this, but I'm really glad we're not talking about uh, multiple movies um, in an episode now because if we did that earlier, I wouldn't have to talk have to talk about Earwig. Like we could just focus on one movie at a time, like just or whatever it was. It just didn't have to be that one. You know what movie? Um, I think that recently kind of pleasantly surprised me actually to to turn this into a more positive podcast here. Um. Was uh, that that movie with Tom Hanks, the News of the World movie? News of the World, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, because that was like, what was interesting about that was that was more of a heavy heavy drama kind of thing, but it also, yeah, it a, but yeah. you know, it's Paul Greengrass who was the director, so he knows how to stage an action sequence, so he did yeah. a good job with that. I was really Did, surprised. Didn't you say you liked um, uh, Let Him Go, that other western with Kevin Costner and Diane Lane? I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I liked it too. I, I loved the finale of that yeah. one. It was it was a good acting piece. I, I yeah. will say that. Quite good, quite good. Um, You're a Western guy, I know. Well, I mean, not in the past, no. But like, it seems like they're they're doing that really well. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was Firefly opened me up to to westerns, even though that's a space western, but still western. And then Logan, of course, which is kind of a western, but with X Men, yeah, you know, trappings. So yeah. Um, any positives you can think of for this movie other than like you know like well well shot action sequences and stuff? Michael B. Uh, Jordan. Yeah, yep, he's good. He's always a he's always someone to look forward to when you're seeing a movie with him. I'd like to see him. Like the one good thing about them making this more of a franchise kind of a thing is I'd like to see him in this type of role more. Yeah. Rather than in a like a sanitized superhero thing, you know, I'd I'd rather see him do like a like a more hardcore like if anything what i would say for the sequel to this is just ratchet up the violence make it more action-packed just like stop with the dour you know tone more one-liners a few more it doesn't have to be like over the top it doesn't have to be commando for god's sake but it can be like you know just have a little bit more of a sense of humor so, or have have a little bit of fun have a you little think bit there of should be a part where he's dangling a guy from a clip of you said, you know how I said I was going to kill you last. Yeah, you <laughs> did that. Just, I lied. <laughs> just drops it. And my favorite thing is like when he goes back and she goes, she goes, "What happened to Sully?" And he's like, "I let him go." <laughs> that is just brilliant. 
Or what? Or when he's in the plane and he kills the guy next to him. Please excuse my friend. It. He's dead tired. Yeah. I love that movie so much. I unabashedly love that movie. But you know, speaking of action movies that you like, are there any specific um uh these uh you know uh, Jack Ryan movies that you would like to discuss? Um, I would say. Well, did you see the TV show? Did you see the, uh, the Amazon ser- series? Okay, well, I liked the first season in that. Again, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like super jokey or anything, but it was, it had a, a very interesting, like, antagonist character that they gave actual depth to, and it was, like, well-written, and it was just, yeah, I thought very well done. Um, so, like, you know, it wasn't like, it, it, it stayed with that tone of, like, that serious tone, but it was also just, better writing and just you know i i feel like it was a more interesting plot right. it wasn't just this whole like you know let's let's manipulate russia and the u.s into conflict thing mm-hmm. um it wasn't just you know basically guy pierce just coming on screen you immediately know that he's the bad guy because he's guy pierce and he's playing a government official yeah yeah uh, so. well, and he's helping the guy he's way too helpful he's got like that that aries thing and wonder woman where he's like he's so helpful that you just know he's bad yeah uh what about the, the moot want to talk about um say hunt for october um yeah it's been a while it's been a hot minute but yeah sure let's talk about it because that's a really good movie yeah it's it's good it's uh one of Alex sean connery movies. absolutely uh steals the show in that oh yeah he's great he's great one i love that thing movie. that they do yeah. oh you oh, know yeah. who's, who's underrated in that movie is uh tim curry Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. There's a part where uh, you know they're being attacked, and um, you know, like they just found um the caterpillar th- that they use, I think, like to keep um it hidden uh, from sonars, and like he's, they find out that it's uh, sorry, it's been, it seems it appears to have been sabotage, and he said, "Who said anything about sabotage?" And then Tim Curry just says, "Captain." Like, you have those moments though you have those moments in the film that are like you know it's just it's i i don't know if maybe modern audiences find them cheesy but i mean it's it's they're just good performances and they're funny you know there's just something about them yeah. i just yeah they're memorable yeah you know uh sean connery actually has um he has a depth he has some depth to him like he's, he's a, a great actor dude I, I love sean connery yeah yeah totally yeah, he's awesome. That that was that was a that was a hell of a cast that movie had. It also had yeah. Alec Baldwin, Tim Curry, James Earl Jones, yes, uh, Sam yes. Neill, yep, Doss Ackland. You know, hell of a cast. It was, I think, the first uh, Jack Ryan. It movie, was, was it? Yeah. Even though it wasn't like the first story in the in the the novels of Jack Ryan, I think some yeah, of the fears came before it. Just like how Doctor No wasn't the first Bond novel that he ended right. Up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that thing that they do where like everybody's speaking um where they speaking like Russian. Yeah, at first. And but then, then like and then they do that close up of the guy and then they and just... then his lips and, and then he just moved in English. That was weirdly satisfying, that. actually. That was a yeah, I mean that just told you everything that you needed to know, which yeah, is that, that you know, they're they're not yeah, speaking. Yeah, so the actors didn't have to speak Russian. Yeah. The yeah. English speaking actors didn't have to speak <laughs> Russian about the whole thing. Can't imagine Sean Connery having to speak Russian through that. That's, that's a funny thing is that because his accent is so thick, you can't even 
Like, it doesn't matter if you can hear a Russian accent or not. It's like, you know, that kind of speaking, that would just apply to any accent, really. But I like the fact that they actually give you that moment to, like, kind of, you know, con- configure that in your head and, and trying to, you know, try to, like, understand what they're doing. I like how, I love when he gives that monologue about how um, he just, he just wanted to become an American. You know, he just, like, he's, you know, he's, he talked about how he was at war for like 40 years. And like, like mm-hmm. no battles, no monuments, only casualties. And he talks about, you know, I widowed her as soon as I left, you know, she died, his wife died when she, he was at sea. That's yeah. a really good Sean Connery. I'm yeah. just laughing. I'm laughing because your impression is good. Yeah, um, thanks. Raj, but... thank you, Kiana. Thank you. Very much. Thank you. Do you very remember much. a guy named Craig Ferguson he used to do the Late Late Show? I love Craig Ferguson. Yeah. Remember he used to do that Sean Connery thing? I think so. Yeah. He, he did like Michael Caine in space, and then he did like Sean Connery. Yeah. So freaking funny. Um, did you see a movie called Crimson Tide with Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman? No. It's almost almost similar to um, to Hunt for Red October, except it's more like an action kind of thriller, like less less of a spy thing and more of like straight up action. Because I think it was like, was it a Michael Bay movie? Wait, hold on, let me let me check. That. I don't think that doesn't sound like a Michael Bay. I don't think Michael I, yeah, Bay. I would... think it was a Bruckheimer movie, is what I'm thinking of. But like, yeah, let me see. Uh, Crimson Tide. Who directed this? It was Tony Scott who directed it. And oh, it was, yeah. That, it was that Tony Scott. Like a, that sounds about right. And Quentin Tarantino co-wrote the screenplay, which I did not know that. Holy crap. That's amazing. Um, one of Hans Zimmer's best scores, in my opinion. I think he did a really good job on that one. And um, Finally, something nice you had to say about Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I normally don't care for his music. Um, you know, and everybody can hate me for that. That's fine. Um but yeah, I know it was Bruckheimer who was a producer, and that's the thing. Like, I know Jerry Bruckheimer and Michael Bay used to like they would collaborate on a whole bunch of movies at that you know in that period of time. But yeah, uh, it's another Cold War. You know, Russian uh, uh, Russian sub breaks away, and and then the American sub finds it, and then they start torpedoing each other as you do with the Cold War. What and, about? Uh, but yeah, there's a mutiny though. It's like it's Denzel, Denzel Washington's character kind of leads a mutiny against Gene Hackman because Gene Hackman's so hardcore and he doesn't care about starting a war between the US and Russia. It's basically the same plot in all these Cold War films, you know, Cold War paranoia thrillers. But uh, yeah. Good what movie. about um, uh, Patriot Games? Was that a good one, you think? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Patriot it Games was, was really good. It, it was much more personal, which, you know, that was kind of a downgrade for me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I liked it when they got more international. They got, like, the fact that the terrorists are part of the IRA, it doesn't factor that much into the movie's themes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like one thing I don't get is that why was Sean Bean so, I, I get that he's doing it for revenge, but why was he so gung-ho about killing this little girl? I don't really know. I know, like I know, it's because um, John, um, Jack Ryan, played by Harrison Ford, uh, he, like he kills his brother, who was also an IRA member. But mm-hmm. I, I just feel kind of weird that he would spend this much, have put this much energy on killing, you know, Jack Ryan's family. Yeah, yeah. 
but they have but to keep... you know it's the stuff that works really works like i you know i like the personal stakes you know i like but the the ending sequence where they're fighting on the little on the on the boats and stuff yeah, is, is pretty sean cool. bean gets impaled by the anchor <laughs> as you do yeah um one underrated part of the movie is when his daughter is in the hospital. Mm-hmm. She's getting her spleen removed, and yeah, and he's reading her. What's interesting is while they're trying to, he and his team, like they're trying to find some information that they, any information they could about the terrorists. Like he's mm-hmm. reading her the cat in the hat, and he said, "I sat there with Sally. We sat there we two. And I said, "How we wish we had something to do." I liked how it kind of reflected what was going on. He said. All yeah. I could do was sit, 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 sit. And we did not like it, not one little bit. <laughs> that was clever. True, true. Um, but yeah. what about clear present really danger? Now that's a good uh, one. Clear present danger. That's probably my favorite yeah. out of all of them, honestly. Um, other than Hunt for Red October. But yeah, I think clear and present danger. It just has that sequence. You know that sequence where like the team moves in and everybody's watching them on like the night vision, the satellite with like yeah. all the night vision stuff. And it just has that moment. Which was one of the things they ripped off in X Men: The Last Stand. Which I mean, if you're gonna rip off anything, it might as well be that scene. But like, yeah, it's uh, well, paid homage to quote unquote. Um, but yeah, it, Clear and Present Danger for me is probably the best. Like, I really liked it in terms of the character development and everything, and and just the plot was much much better and more interesting um, than yeah. like than like Without Remorse. Yeah, the, the motivations, um, you know, for the government, you know, and the relationships they forged with these drug cartels. It was, it was mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Yeah, pretty good. It was, it was, and you were talking about how you could tell right away from guy that guy Pierce was the bad guy without remorse. Yes, yes. Like when you hear Willem Dafoe actually playing um, John Clark in this one, you kind of assume he would be a bad guy, but no, yeah. he's not. He's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the interesting. Yeah, that thing. was refreshing. That was refreshing. Exactly, because you can you can have an actor like Willem Dafoe who can pull off either a bad guy or a good guy, like he's believable as, as both. And it's like not saying Guy Pierce isn't believable as a good guy. It's just that when he's playing a government you know official in a Tom Clancy movie, and it's Guy Pierce, and he's being helpful to the hero, like he's giving him everything he needs, except for one thing, which was he said you'd have to go back into jail if you come back from this but like it just it it's just so obvious that he's a bad guy so obvious as like willem dafoe he's my favorite actor working right now for a reason i agree i i I concur with that yeah yeah he's great yeah especially like doesn't he like help out the drug cartels in some i I think he he pretends that he's helpful but then he blows up their shit yeah yeah because what he's doing is he's actually like manipulating events so yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you ever see a movie? Um, speaking of Willem Dafoe, did you ever see this movie called Mississippi Burning? No. Okay, look that one up because I think you might you might like that movie. It's very heavy though. It's a heavy movie, but it's um, but yeah, good movie. Um, once again with Gene Hackman. Funnily enough, I'm. It all comes around to Gene. One of these movies with Gene Hackman all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say Clear and Present Danger for me, uh, that's a movie that I really want to revisit because it's just so, um, it you has should. so much going on. It's really worth it. It's worth yeah. watching. It's Definitely better than with personal remorse. stakes and, you know, like more intrigue. More... And the big stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The big stuff and the little stuff. Yeah. 
Um, what do you think? Do you remember some of all fears and Shadow Recruit in any way? I vaguely remember some of all fears because it's been like 20 years since I saw it. Um, but it was, I, I remember it being okay. Like I, I wasn't in love with it, but I also didn't hate it. So for me, it was like above average, I would say. Above average to good. I don't remember Liev Schreiber in it too much. Like I know he's playing John Clark, but I don't remember his performance in it because I think he was just maybe an incidental character. But I do like Liev Schreiber as an actor, so I think he could pull it off. What about uh, Shadow Recruit? Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. But, uh, okay, but who I do think... you think is the best um, Jack Ryan? Uh, Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck? I was going to or... ask you that. I was going to say, who is who do you think is the most iconic one to you? Harrison Ford, I'm still... Uh, maybe... Alec Baldwin my, I, was kind of what I default to. It's kind of hard to, to to say anybody other than Harrison Ford because he's the one who's had the most other than... Um, yeah. Yeah, other than... Uh, um, um, why am I blanking on his name? Yeah, Jack Ryan. The, the Jack Ryan guy in the TV series. Uh, John Krasinski. John Krasinski, thank you. John Krasinski, I think he's probably the best one, actually. I think he has the most material to work off of, but for he's, me... I think he's probably the more charismatic of you know, all these actors. <laughs> For me and my 40-year-old heart, I'm going to say Harrison Ford. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because, less so with me because, you know, I think he's kind of overshadowed by The Fugitive. That's yeah, I, 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 well, he's had a lot of roles where he's played iconic characters like Han Solo, like Indiana Jones. Yeah, you know, I think like, it's, kind yeah. Of, it's kind of in the mix between with all of those. And, and also, he was the one that I grew up with. So Yeah, I think The Fugitive the might actor. actually be the best of these action, these 90s action movies with him, personally. I like The Fugitive. I like, yeah, I like The Fugitive. Yeah, it's more about a, just a, a casual guy who just finds himself in the middle of all this shit. There's that moment where he goes to Tommy Lee Jones, catches him, and tries almost quarters him because he's in yeah. the pipeline, you know? And he goes, yeah. he goes, I didn't kill my wife. And he's like, I don't care. And yeah. Just, yeah. Oof. Tommy Lee Jones, man. How can you go wrong with Tommy Lee Jones? That guy is awesome. Um, I also like a good action movie, a good kind of normal guy who finds himself in a lot of turmoil. It's North by Northwest. You've seen that one? Yes. Yes. That's good. Cary Grant. Absolutely. Cary Grant. Good stuff. Yep. Cary Grant's a great actor. Legend. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could go down a whole list of like Hitchcock movies, like Cary Grant movies. Like you want to talk about like a, a a paranoia sort of drama slash romance slash thriller uh, or mystery, I should say. It would be like uh, Charade. Mm. It's a classic. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of movies out there, man, that that people could watch and and just enjoy that, frankly, are better than Without Remorse. I can recommend them Without Remorse. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, um. Okay, so we've talked about thrillers. We've talked about the Jack Ryan movies. Where would you rank this in terms of the Jack Ryan movies? I've only movies seen the or, first or like three the, Jack the Ryan movies. So far, this is dead bottom, the Clancy obviously. Verse, let's say. I think Shadow Recruit is the one movie that I would put below this one. Okay. So that's saying something, then. It's better than Shadow Recruit. I'll give it that. That movie. Shadow sucks. Recruit must be really fucking bad, then. So bad. I, I don't even, like, I don't remember it. Because I think my brain just wiped it out. How is Chris Pine though in that one? Chris Pine is good. I mean, he's he's like he's okay. It, it wasn't that. It was more like 
you know, for a Kenneth Branagh directed film, I just expected. Jesus, better. what's going on with Kenneth Branagh? Because with he was he directed is- that, and he also was the villain, and he was a horrible villain in that. Like with no, this art, with this, with this Artemis Fowl and Murder on the Orient Express. What is going on with Kenneth Branagh? He should have just done Thor. Should have just done Thor two just and Thor. Stick to those Hamlet movies, those Shakespeare Thor. movies, man. <laughs> Just, yeah, go back and do Shakespeare again. Please. Please. I don't know. I think maybe it's just, you know, it's a franchise thing, so maybe it's just work for hire for him. So you know, they're, they're not yeah. as much. Yeah. But I mean, so was Thor, but he did a great job with Thor, I thought. Yeah. We, and we are probably going to have to talk about Death of the Nile um, yeah. soon. Probably. You know, when that comes out, we, we have to put up with Army Hammer being in that movie. Oh, Lord. Army Hammer. Yeah, I was hoping I needed any more positive. Like, we were starting to end this on more positive note that I had to bring up the Army fucking Hammer. <laughs> uh, this, these whole podcasts are just roller coasters, man. It's all right. It, yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, Jacob, we, we talk a lot about dramas and we talk a lot about a lot about thrillers and and that sort of thing and a lot about like human interest stuff like what is what are some of your favorite just straight up like like action movies like have you seen any like really like the old, old i love speed hardcore speed that's one of my favorites ever speed. speed is really good speed is good yeah i like that one a lot i like it when like it's more about um casual people being put in danger like the people bus and sandra bullock like Dennis Hopper is such a memorable villain in that movie. As He's well. great. He is awesome uh, in that movie. Yeah, God rest it. Dennis Hopper. I know. Yeah, such a great actor. Yeah. Always good for a villain. Always good. I love my villain actors. What can I say? Um, do you ever see a movie called Replacement Killers? I have not. Okay, that is a solid shoot 'em up, like like hard art action action flick. Yeah, I love that movie a lot. Um, and I know it It went through some uh, things with the studio and the director. It was directed by Antoine Fuqua. There's um, there, there's a more recent one that just came out last month. Uh, Nobody okay. with Bob Odenkirk. I heard about it. I haven't seen it yet, though. You got to see it, man. You would love it. Trust me. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds very, very good. Um, I've I've seen reviews of it from trusted sources, and they all say that it's pretty pretty damn solid so yeah I'm it's everything that. you want from the writer of the john wick movies there you go um what about taken the first one we don't talk I've about seen two that and three. one I've we seen don't talk one. about two and three let's t- <laughs> just the first one yeah i've seen that one that was good yeah that was a solid little movie you know what i first saw that in theaters i was like i i didn't know quite what to expect like i was thinking like okay this looks like modestly budgeted sort of like and then it turns out to be just like this really like it, it was pretty killer. It was awesome. Um, there was a movie called uh, Hard Boiled. It's a Hong Kong action movie directed by John Woo. And uh, that is the best, in my opinion, the best action shoot 'em up like bloody mess dudes just dying everywhere movies I've ever seen. It's one of it's it is the best one of that type of genre. Um, so if anybody out there needs to see like a really good action shoot 'em up film, uh, in my opinion, the best one ever, Hard Boiled by John Woo, starring Chow Yun Fat. Great, great film. Um, what else? 
What else? I will. Uh, I will. I do have some of a confession to make. Um, the espionage, like this kind of genre, mm-hmm. isn't my particular favorite because it really. De- it's one that really depends on how I feel, like what's on my mind right now. Because these espionage movies, they tend to require you to pay a lot of attention to what's going on. They do. But you know, I'm I'm able though to tell the difference between a good one and a bad one. Of course. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I can look at it more in retrospect and go, okay, that was a good one. This is a bad one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would recommend for you, uh, definitely give Crimson Tide a watch. I think you might enjoy that one. Uh, what about The Rock? Did you ever see The Rock? I have not. I do. That is I, okay. I know, I know mainly, um, I think that's like a Michael Bay movie that's in the Criterion Collection that I don't hear um, film buffs complaining that much like they that, do Armageddon. That is my favorite Michael Bay film. Yeah, I yes. can imagine. I, all I know is this one part where Nicolas Cage, okay, you're going to laugh at this one. Okay. Nicolas Cage, he tells Sean Connery, I'll do my best. And then Sean Connery says, your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Winners <laughs> go. Yeah. One of my favorite lines. Oh my gosh, man. That is just, yeah. I mean, that movie, it, it, it's. Don Connery's bonkers. voice is so fucking fun to say. Fun to do. I, oh, I yeah. Just... <laughs> that movie is so bonkers, but at the same time, it's also amazing. Um, it, it was also good. There was this other Sean Connery movie that was more of a drama. It was called Finding Forests. Yes, or... Finding Forrester. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was a good. It's by Gus Van Sant. It's that. I've, I've seen that movie. Yeah, multiple, multiple times. Very good. Um, yeah, there was the rock. Uh, okay, now I'm starting to think of like good good action flicks. Uh, Face Off. Tell me you've seen Face Off. <sighs> no? No. Okay. I am so behind on this shit. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't okay. know if you're I don't know if you're gonna be totally into that as much as I am, but it's an I, interesting premise. That is another movie that I unabashedly love. I don't care if people hate it. I don't care if people think it's crazy. It's amazing, okay? Like, that is also a John Woo movie, incidentally. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I, I love that movie so much. It's so bonkers. It's so out there. It's crazy. I love it. Amazing. That moment where Nicolas Cage goes to the, on the, on the flight, the flight attendant, and he goes like, let me ask you a question. See, he's like, if I let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful? <laughs> no, I gotta say it. It's amazing. And of course, the flight attendant turns out to be one of the, the FBI agents sent, sent to capture him. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, that movie is awesome. It's awesome. Um, I think they're going to remake it, too. And I think it's going to be like Adam Wingard, the director of Godzilla vs. Kong, who does it. Oh, is gonna remake it. I, good luck, man. Good luck. Uh, okay. What else do we have from that era that I liked a lot? Um, you know, I'm sorry for going on and on about action action movies, just straight up action movies. But like, uh, Bloodsport. Have you ever seen that with Jean Claude Van Damme? I have not. Oh my God. I, I'm gonna have to be Bloodsport. fired from the website, aren't I? No, dude. No, 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 no. Not I know. at all. Not I'm, at I'm, all. Just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just. I'm... 
I, I am, I'm 40 years old, man. All this stuff came out when I was a kid. So anyway, um, so yeah, it's you like good memories good and stuff. stuff. Well, I got lucky because I got to see all these like, you know, like I miss action movies like these. I miss it because they were fun and they were like over the top and they were crazy. I mean, I know that like killing is not something we should make light of. I, I understand that. Like it's not. But but to me, it's it's action flicks, man. You got to have something. It's got to be like, I don't know. Anyway, Bloodsport. It's basically this underground martial arts tournament that Jean-Claude Van Damme enters uh, and he, uh, it's supposedly based on the life of a man named Frank Dukes. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of embellishment that happens with that movie, but it's very cool because they like, they filmed it in like the city, uh, the, the walled city in Kowloon in, in China. That was like, uh, it was like this tenement complex that stretched all the way up like a high rise. And basically like the people on the lower like at the lower floors and stuff, it was so dark that it was almost like there was no sunlight. And um, yeah, and it served as like the inspiration for the Blade Runner kind of aesthetic of like that cyberpunk, you know, wires everywhere and like darkness sort of thing, dark future kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so they filmed uh, Bloodsport there or at least, you know, part of it there. Uh, that It's not like the best acted movie, but it's definitely one of the... I, I think for me, I've, I'll always have a soft spot for it. Uh, it's a it's a good film. Geez, anything else we can think of? Die Hard. Die Hard, yes. Yeah, I, I was gonna scare. Best Christmas like, movie I, ever. Did, did I almost scare you in a way? Like, did, did you honestly think I haven't seen Die Hard? Uh, no, I figured you would see that one. Yeah. Yes. I yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Die Hard is awesome. The only the first one. I've only seen the first one. Oh, you should check out uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. That was a good one, too. The one with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. That was a good movie. The Mad Max movies? I've Mad seen those. Max, yes. Mad I've Max. seen the first two, and I've seen Fury Road. Good there shit. Go. There you go. There you go. I'm excited for Furiosa. <laughs> Me, too. Me, too. I definitely want to see that. Um, oh, so you didn't see Thunderdome? I have not seen Thunderdome. Okay, I definitely. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one either, honestly. So I, I have to go back and watch that because that's amazing. Um, Just the, the very name is just awesome. I'm like Brock. I have all the time in the world, yet I don't use it wisely. <laughs> um, Lethal Weapon? It's been a while since I've seen those. Okay, good. It's been a while. You don't leave me hanging, man. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on that list? Um, I guess that's about, you know, yeah, that, that would be pretty much my recommendations for, for you and for our audience, you know, just go check out some old action flicks and some old action thrillers. Yeah, they were made in the good old days. They're, they're well worth watching. Yeah. My God, are the eighties, the good old days now? Oh my God. The nineties more like, Oh Lord. I saw this meme the other day, which said that like now, now there's a lot of people who refer to the 90s as the end of the last century or something. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's fucking depressing, man. That's the late 20th century. The late 20th. Century. Oh my god, it's like he graduated in 99. That's the late 20th century. What's become of us? Why are we old? Why? All right, man. I guess that's it. Do you have anything else to add? Did you want to recommend anything this week? Nothing specific. Watching? Nothing except maybe nobody. Check that out. Cool. Yeah, nobody. That sounds good. 
Um, I guess, guys, if you want to see Without Remorse, have at it. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, go, go forth and be merry. Watch it with remorse. Yeah. And uh, and thank Ubisoft for all those Rainbow Six Siege game numbers because I'm guessing that's probably why we have a Rainbow Six thing incoming. So you know it's a popular brand now. Um, yeah, I mean other than that, uh, you know I would just say I guess uh, I don't know. Just yeah, just go check out all those movies, man. Go go watch watch the old movies, quote unquote. And uh, yeah. Um, and just have fun because I tell you, look up John Woo if you guys haven't, because uh, he's got some good ones. Better Tomorrow, Better Tomorrow 2, The Killer, uh, you know, Hard Boiled, like I said, that was really good. Um, yeah, good stuff. So I guess that is it. That is our first episode of the Renegade Marquee, guys. Uh, Jacob, where can everybody find you online? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter under Jacob Crable, K-R-E-H-B-I-E-L. I also have um, a Letterboxd account, uh, Streaming Demon 1-2. Nice. And uh, No, no, sorry, just Streaming Demon. And yeah, find my reviews on there as well. I'm also part of the Renegade Pop Culture Facebook group. Awesome. Yep. And that Facebook group is found at facebook.com slash group slash RPC42. You can go ahead and request a membership. I'm sorry, guys. I couldn't make it a public group that one time. I'd, I'd really tried to, but apparently because, uh, you know, it's set to private, so we can't change it. Um, but feel free, you know, send us a request. We'll let you in. And, uh, you know, we can talk about all this stuff that we love talking about. Uh, movies, games, whatever, what have you, animation, all good stuff. Um you can find me also uh, handling the Renegade Pop Culture official pages, which are at Ren Pop Culture. That's Ren, not Stimpy. And uh, other than that, guys, this is it. RenegadePopCulture.com also for all of your pop culture needs, all of your movie reviews, episodes of the podcast. Um, trying out something different with the show notes now. They're going to be a lot shorter. We're just going to focus on, like, basically we'll just... Uh, focus more on the podcast itself so you know guys don't have to read my rambles so much you can just check out the podcast and uh, see our thoughts on there so um anyway yeah guys uh thank you so much for joining us and we will catch you guys later peace out bye